humans don't naturally confess their sins and turn from them. Lots of times we must see the incentives for doing so. What good am I going to get out of it? Well, sometimes the good that we get out of turning away from what's bad and toward what's good is not what we think it should be, but it's actually better. Hey, it's Billy. I'm glad you're here. On today's episode of Start Small, Believe Big, we will learn about the five truths to carry as we grow in our faith. More on that in a minute, but first I want to Thank you guys for listening. All of the episodes of the podcast, my social media links and email are on my website, billyjouse.com. Remember, B-I-L-L-I-E-J-A-U-S-S.com. I would love to hear from you. I believe when we begin to grow our faith with small steps while believing in our big God, we will be empowered to live out our calling and purpose one step, decision, and action at a time. Let's not resist that small beginning, but persist in the next thing God is calling us to. When our three sons were young, we lived in this house at the bottom of a hill. And because the hill came straight into the backyard, at some point, the owners previous to us had built this large gray concrete wall to hold up the mound of dirt from the house above. So the house above us was sort of on a hill above this 15-foot, 20-foot gray wall. Well, this ended up being the best backyard in the entire neighborhood to play baseball because the boys were little. They could hit tennis balls, hit them off the gray monster, they called it. We lived in Boston, the green monster. If you know anything about Fenway Park and Boston Red Sox, they, they equated this gray wall to the wall at Fenway, the green monster, and they called it the gray monster. But when they were little and they could hit tennis balls and hit it off the monster, play the ball off the wall, all those things. It was so much fun. At some point, though, our boys started getting bigger, and they were hitting the ball higher and farther and much harder. I actually had a conversation with my husband that it was about time to change the boys from playing with tennis balls, which are a little more hard, not completely hard like a baseball, but harder than a wiffle ball, which is a small plastic ball. The wiffle ball doesn't go as far. It doesn't seem to come off the bat as quickly. So the joy in a boy's life did not always happen when they had to play with wiffle balls. My husband did not agree with me that the boys were there yet. It was okay. He would watch them. He would throw to them. He would make sure everything was okay. Well, all three boys and dad, few extra boys in the neighborhood, were out in the backyard playing one day. And all of a sudden, I hear this roar of the boys, almost like this, oh, I didn't know what had happened, but I knew it wasn't good. I thought for sure somebody had a bloody lip. But as they marched in the house, DJ's eyes were huge. And he looks at me, DJ is our oldest, and he looked at me and he said, mom, I hit a ball so far and so high that it broke the window on the house on the hill. I was upset, to say the least. 
I had told the boys. I had told my husband. I thought they were learning to understand that a ball could break a window and to change the the balls into wiffle balls. But no, the hubby threw the pitch over the tall gray wall. The tennis ball flew, hitting and breaking the window in the house on the hill. Well, later on in the day, of course, when the husband had taken off to go to the ballpark, I saw the man who owned the house in the backyard cutting the grass. And I went to DJ and I said, it's time. You're going to go tell the man you broke his window. You're going to apologize, ask for forgiveness, and you're going to ask how much it will cost to to pay for the broken window. DJ didn't want to do it. He didn't want to be embarrassed. He didn't want to have to admit it. He didn't want to ask for forgiveness. But he was made to walk up the hill, around the sidewalk street, into the man's backyard, and I went with him. I did not make him do it completely on his own. And he said to the man, Mr. So-and-so, nice little Irish man, I'm sorry, but I broke your window. And he goes, I was wondering where the glass came from. I didn't even realize the window was broken. And he said, I'm sorry. Would you please forgive me and let me know how much it costs to fix the window? And I will pay for it. And my mom heart soared. Here, DJ had learned a lesson. He was learning a lesson. He was standing up for a wrong to make it right and was going to pay for this window. And the man turned to him and said, no, boy, it's just a broken window. That's what you do when you're young. Don't worry about it. And I, in protest, was like, no way, dude. He's paying for the window. He needs to learn from his mistake. Well, the man would not discipline DJ in the way I wanted him to. So I had to go home and discipline DJ by him sitting in his room for a while and and also changing balls to wiffle balls in the backyard. But I also had to discipline the husband. David didn't realize the boys were as strong and as full of energy and, and, and strength and swinging a bat as they were. So in the time that I tried to teach a lesson, it failed. DJ didn't get disciplined the way I thought he did. And I ended up having to discipline both my husband and my son. Today's scripture is Psalm 32.8. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Aren't we much like DJ and David in hearing words that are supposed to help us and keep us safe and and not um, have a bad outcome just by changing the way the ball that they were throwing? Aren't we all like that with the Lord that we don't always want to adhere to the teachings of the Lord? In this scripture, Psalm 32, 8, the Lord's saying, I will teach you. I will instruct you in the way you should go, and I will counsel you with my eye upon you. He wants to keep us safe. In verse 9, David uses an illustration to reinforce the foolishness of resisting repentance, of turning away from evil and turning towards towards God, turning away from sin and turning towards God, turning away from what's bad and turning toward what's good. He says, do not be like a horse or a mule that must be controlled with bit and bridle. You see, these animals, my dad used to say a mule is the most stubborn thing in the world next to you kids, (laughs) but these animals are stubborn. 
and they must be made to do what they don't want to do. Humans don't naturally confess their sins and turn from them. Lots of times we must see the incentives for doing so. What good am I going to get out of it? Well, sometimes a good that we get out of turning away from what's bad and toward what's good is not what we think it should be, but it's actually better. The incentives of turning away from what's bad is forgiveness from God, intimacy with God, and joy in God. Looking to the Lord for instruction and guidance will allow the Lord to guide and lead us. Looking to Him to make those decisions. He will not make us do anything. We have free will and choice. But what we need to do is see the goodness of God and take His advice not to let our stubbornness keep us from his blessings, and also keep us from breaking things like our spirit or someone else's spirit, breaking our hearts or someone else's heart. So what does God instruct us to do? What I want you to hear today are five truths that you can carry with you as you walk this journey of spiritual growth, of of growing closer to Jesus. The first one is God is our source of peace and comfort. John 16, 33, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. Trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. God is a source of our peace and comfort. The second truth is turn from things that are unholy. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20, Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were brought with a price. So glorify God in your body. Glorify God in all that you say, all that you do, and all that you are. Turn from things that are unholy. The third truth, more of him, less of me. Lord, have mercy. Let me tell you, this is a tough one sometimes, isn't it? Less of me? In John 3.30, we see he must become greater. I must become less. God Almighty, the Savior of our soul, our eternal life is has rested on the death of him. Our forgiveness from sins has rested on the death of him. We need to glorify God more and glorify ourselves less. More of Him and less of me. The fourth truth is the Holy Spirit lives within us and is our power source. In Romans 8, 11, But if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, all right, I'm going to stop reading the scripture right there. If we've got the Spirit of God in us, if we believe in Jesus, we believe we believe beyond belief that God is who he says he is, then we have the his power within us, correct? Do you realize that God raised Jesus from the dead? That Holy Spirit power? That just baffles me every time I read it. But anyway, Romans 8, 11, But if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, 
He who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. You have God's living spirit within you. He is your power source. Tap into that. That's a truth to live by every day. The Holy Spirit lives within us and is our power source. The fifth and final truth is listen to the small whispers from the Lord. 1 Kings 19.12 After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. So here an earthquake had happened. There was a great fire, but nobody saw God in the fire. They did not see the Lord moving in the fire. After the fire, so I'm assuming the fire was put out, came a gentle whisper. Sometimes when we're in the hardest part of our lives and most struggles in our lives, we might not hear the Lord because of all the chaos that's going on, because of all the thoughts that we're having about it. But after, after we calm our spirit, after we tap into his Holy Spirit, after we glorify him, after we turn from the things that are unholy, after we see that he is our peace and comfort, listen, listen to the small whispers from the Lord. Guys, he is with us. He is for us. But we do have free will and choice. What's yours going to be today? My challenge, my the way I want to send you guys off today is to ask yourself this question. Are you ready to leave behind what's holding you back and begin to carry truth with you in every step, decision, and action? Ask yourself that question. And when you ask yourself that question, go back and listen to some of the past podcasts that talk about how to move forward in our faith. And if you're struggling with something, let me know. I would love to pray with you through it. Email me at Billy, B-I-L-L-I-E, at BillyJouse.com. I will respond. I will pray for you. I will help lead and guide you in in the Lord's Word. I promise you, I am here to be with you. As I say in the end that you're my friend, I truly believe you are all my friends. And I want to see nothing more than your faith to grow in Jesus. So email and let me know if you're struggling with something or if you have an answer to this question. And I can pray with you to help you get through this. Are you ready to leave behind what's holding you back and begin to carry truth with you in every step, decision, and action? Thank you for listening today. But before we go, can I ask you to help out with the show? Subscribe to the podcast, Start Small, Believe Big, where you listen, and also leave an honest review of the podcast. If this podcast has encouraged you, please let others know. Thank you in your advance for your review and any recommendation you give to friends to be able to listen in and be blessed. I pray this podcast has encouraged you to allow Jesus to work in and through your life one step, decision, and action at a time. Thank you for joining me today on the Start Small, Believe Big podcast. I hope you're back next week for another episode. Now, let's not resist that small beginning, but persist in the next thing God is calling us to.
Be blessed, my dear friends. Until next time.